All right, welcome back to the Performance Marketing Podcast. Today, we are breaking down the components of digital marketing and how they can help take your business to the next level. Whether you have a salon, shop, or gym, it's important to get yourself in front of more potential customers. And my name is Todd. I am here with Chris. All right, hey guys. How's it going, Chris? All right, all right, yeah. So today we're going to break down some of these components and... I guess why a business owner should at least know what they are. Yeah, I think that's important because it's kind of like a deer in headlights, you know, I mean. It gets overwhelming. (laughs) Well, (laughs) in our last episode, we talked about, you know, digital marketing and and the whole of it and, and kind of like all the different tactics inside of it, you know. And so, you know, you could talk about one thing, but as soon as you start talking about four or five or eight, you know, different tactics or whatever that is, it just gets so confusing so fast. And, you know, the thing I hear a lot from business owners is, you know, either that's complicated or we don't do that or we tried that and it didn't work. Um, And it just leads, you know, everyone's been frustrated at something. Everyone's tried something, it didn't work. And so they never do it again, uh, whether that be in business and marketing and your personal life, whatever. Um, And I just want to be here to say that it's always kind of worth um, having a guide uh, in some of these areas that you might not completely understand, at least to educate, but also maybe even walk alongside you and help you through those or do it for you uh, in some cases. Um, you know, so, so at any rate, definitely, Todd, we want to break down some of these. Why is it important? Um, maybe, you know, where should you start? Uh, sure. Who's it for even? Uh, those types of things. Cool. So let's dive into this first one. Um, I have on our notes, Google ads or, uh, pay-per-click. Yeah. Yeah. Google ads are really important. You know, I, I think this is the number one thing that I hear from, uh, folks saying that we tried that and it didn't work. And so, you know, for local businesses, you're thinking about kind of direct response, you know? And so when we talk about direct response, we're putting an ad in front of someone and we want an outcome from that ad generally. Um, And that outcome is either a phone call to your business or some kind of form fill, you know, like whether you have a free quote form or or a call us back form or something like that, that would be a direct response. Um, And so why it's important is because, you know, we're really not you know, in in some bigger companies, bigger brands, you might be doing some brand recognition kind of ads or some staying in front of people kind of ads, you know, those types of things. But for us, we really want to put ads out there, not only to show up at the very top of, you know, the the Google search page, but also to, um, to get more business. And so Google ads are very important for that reason, not only because uh, you get pretty, uh, pretty fast results. I mean, you can create an ad today and start getting calls tomorrow, essentially. Uh, But also too, because you can really um, start understanding, uh, you know, your revenue and your budgets a lot clearer, a lot faster. So for instance, you could put $100 into Google ads, just using that number. um, And you can get, uh, you know, 15 clicks and maybe five new customers from that. And now how much did you know, each customer spend? And now you can start kind of like looking into that, uh, looking at uh, forecasting those different things and being able to scale a successful Google Ads campaign. Um, now, 
the reason why I say a lot of folks kind of have tried this and it hasn't worked is because it's just like anything. I mean, Google makes it very easy to start Google ads. They make it very intuitive in terms of how to do it, what to do, but they don't really take you over the bridge onto uh, some of these more technical aspects or even like who to target, how to target them, you know, where to target them, uh, what to say uh, when you're targeted, target, targeting them, excuse me. Um, you know, they give you all the blank, uh, you know, forms and all the pieces to put your info in there, but they don't really tell you the info to put in there. And so that's why it's really important. I think a lot of people, they kind of like, they do those things, uh, they hit the start button, and, uh, you know, four days later, five days later, they ran through $100 or $200, and they're like, oh, I didn't get a single lead, and they give up. Um, and so, like anything in marketing, there's so many uh, different aspects and so many different ways to do something. But most importantly, it's really taking that uh, prospect on an on a journey, you know, they need to understand, you need to understand who you're focused on, uh, who needs your service, and then sending them to a landing page, sending them to a landing page with a phone number, sending, sending them to a landing page with a form fill, sending them to a landing page with the correct information that they need to make the decision to call you or put that form fill in. Uh, and then, of course, the other piece of that is answering your phone uh, or contacting, getting back to them uh, as soon as you can. So Google Ads, that's one of those things where it's easy to do, but it's it's hard to do and get right. Um, and so I'll gotcha. kind of leave it at that. Okay. So sort of a follow-up or a way to sort of um, make it relatable for business owners, a way to think about Google Ads might be getting in front of your audience and then sort of directing them on what steps you want them to take. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, you kind of like marketing in many aspects. I mean, it's, I say this again, like no like, and trust you, you're kind of doing that in a split second. I mean, your ad is there. You want to, uh, to help them through that kind of journey inside of their head. Like, wow, this is, uh, looks like a reputable business. Uh, they have the services I need. Uh, maybe they even have some good reviews. And so like social proof or reviews on your landing page are very relevant because it helps them to understand that, uh, you know, you have some of that behind you. Um, and so that whole journey really helps in that. You know, I, I mean, sometimes even like 10 or 15 seconds you have, I mean, somebody might click on an ad, they might go to your landing page, they might skim through it and decide either to call you or not call you. Uh, if they don't call you, typically they are going back to the search results and clicking on someone else. Um, again, they may call you and you might not answer. Well, in that case too, they're going back to the search results and they're clicking on someone else. There, you just paid for a click and you lost a client. Um, so, so yeah, so there's a not lot ideal. of different. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, there's a lot of kind of things like anything else in marketing that uh, could go right, but can go oh so wrong. And that's where you might need some added help, you know, or some added education through that. Gotcha. Okay, so our next component is SEO. And we touched on that in the first episode. Yeah. And I know we want to keep this, we, we had talked about it off air, but we want to keep this sort of surface level. So yeah. why, why would a business owner care about SEO at all? Yeah, you know, 
and like you said, Todd, we, we did talk about this in the first episode, so go back and listen to that. But I'll say that search engine optimization, you know, in your digital marketing portfolio, you got to think about it in kind of terms of a long game. Um, you might pay for it. You might pay for it for a few months before you even see results. But the nice part about that is once it starts working for you, you're essentially getting leads kind of in that or get you're, you're showing up in that organic search results inside of Google. So you go and uh, you ask Google a question. Your question might be uh, hair salon near me. Um, and Google is going to sift through uh, its database and it's going to show the most relevant results in its opinion, the most relevant results to you. And so you want to be on the top of that page or on page one, uh, preferably on the top of the page above the fold, the first three, the first four, the first five results, you want to be there. Um, and so that's why search engine optimization is very important because when you start doing uh, even some of the most basic SEO tactics, like making sure you have uh, a fast website, making sure that you're answering questions, making sure that uh, you have uh, titles and meta descriptions and those types of simple things on your website could really help uh, get your website ranked and get your website in front of the people looking for your services. Now, again, going down uh, into the deep depths of SEO, there's a lot of other tactics and things that you could do to help increase that. And again, that's kind of where you want to get into the more of the hiring professional or getting more educated in those things to be able to do those because SEO, just like it can help you, it can actually hurt you as well if you do it wrong. Or, um, and Google knows that and will penalize you for that. Um, and so, yeah, again, those are easy places to start too if you're looking at kind of wanting to do some SEO on your own. It's, and if you're using something like Squarespace or Wix or any kind of a website builder, it's just making sure that you know, you go to those pages and you make sure you have a proper title and a proper meta description. And, and maybe you have some images that have alt, alt image descriptions in them, or, or maybe you have plenty of content on the page that Google understands what you are actually offering or the services that you're offering. Um, you know, gotcha. or maybe you have some good images of yourself or your team or your location. Those are great places to start with SEO. Cool. So search engines like Google, their job is to just connect people with the information they're looking for, correct? Absolutely, yeah, so it's really to answer the question. So your SEO is just, I don't wanna say just, cause I know it gets complicated, but it's your strategy to have a search engine say, hey, this is the best solution for whatever potential client is searching for. Absolutely. Okay. And I think like, with that too, you have to remember that your competition most likely is doing that as well. And so it's kind of always this, this thing that's like your competition is doing it or they should be and you're doing it or you should be and you're always kind of doing it, you know. And so um, and, and things change, algorithms change, you know, Google changes uh, how it how it you know, shows you and its results uh, over time. And so it's something that you're always adapting to, you're always changing, you're always competing with others in. Uh, and so typically if you're not doing it and in, you're in a, a larger a demographic area where there might be hundreds of thousands or millions of people, you're, you're going to lose pretty quick uh, if you aren't doing it. Um, so, so yeah. Cool. So we can probably do an, another episode on this, but I think when in regard to competitive uh, competitors, 
this is why it becomes important to really sort of nail down your target audience and create maybe an avatar. And because chances are you're looking for a specific person yeah. and, and your competition yeah. might offer. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, in the hair industry, everyone wants a haircut, but not everyone is going to fit maybe the vibe of a business or, you know, the vision or whatever, you know, even the staff. So I think just knowing yeah. that stuff will help as well. So you can, you can, your strategy can be like fine tuned. And I think that's what gets exciting, you know, when it comes to this stuff. Absolutely. There's always a blue ocean out there in terms of like who, you know, your audience and, and, and who you're going after. Now, you know, we can take hair salon uh, as an example here. Let's just say you're in Chicago or New York or LA or wherever. Chances are, if you started opened a hair salon tomorrow and you started optimizing your website for hair salon, you would be you wouldn't be found for months, 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 or even years uh, with that keyword. But if you're a hair salon and you're off, offering, let's just say, organic hair salon or 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 clean beauty or, or whatever that might be that long tail keyword let's just say it's uh uh we have a uh, actual a client in studio city uh california and they uh do uh organic or clean beauty um and so we go after those long tail keywords and the beauty of those long tail keywords is that you are really optimizing for that very precise uh avatar those people who are looking for you and it's easier to actually get ranked for some of those long tail keywords because not everyone's doing it you don't have as much competition and it's so it goes twofold you not only are you being able to rank faster for some of those long tail keywords, but you're also finding the perfect fit for your business who are actually looking for your exact service. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you could do some of those things to kind of get going a little bit quicker. And then over time, you could start, you know, doing things more for like some of the general or the generic terms like hair salon near me, you know, some of those things. Gotcha. Cool. All right. So the next component we have here is website design. Now, <laughs> I know <laughs> I've spoken with a lot of business owners and some of them don't even have websites. They'll just say yeah. like, Oh, well I have a Facebook page or I use Instagram. Why is a website so important? Yeah. You know, websites, this again, I mean, all these could be just huge conversations. And so I, I do want to kind of keep this simpler, but you know, websites are good for all of the reasons. And uh, not only, to build and engage, uh, you know, build that, those three pillars that I talk about, know, like, and trust, but to engage as well. And so you have the opportunity, if you think about renting a house versus buying a house, um, I like to think of owning a website, like owning a house, you know, you, you have a foundation to build upon and it's yours. You're not reliant on a Facebook algorithm update or a Facebook change or even Facebook going out of business. Uh, that, that doesn't impact you. We've seen all the changes that uh, Facebook or some of these social media outlets have gone through over the years. And by all means, they've made people millions of dollars, but they've also destroyed companies too, you know? And so those are great outlets to have and great outlets to use and great tactics to have in, in your, you know, in your tool belt. But I wouldn't rely solely on, you know, those to grow your business. 
when you could use those to send traffic back to your website, to control that traffic, to help with that user experience, you know, to help kind of uh, trickle them through that funnel. Again, no like, and trust. So whether that be uh, videos on your website or images or more information about you or your services, or, you know, that chance to have that good team picture, everyone's smiling, you know, and, and those things where you can, you can ultimately define that and design it on your own and how you want it to be. That's the power of your website. Not only can you do those things, but then now you have a foundation and a tool to use like we just talked about for SEO. Now you have something to grow there inside of the search index, uh, you know, and so now you could use that tool and that website to do all of those things and not just rely solely on social media. Again, so social media is great. Use it, uh, find where your audience is, what platform they're hanging out on, I would say is the best for that, but definitely use that uh, as kind of a tool to either send traffic back to your site or or something there, but I would not just solely rely on that. Cool. So I I um I like to think of your website as almost like an icebreaker as well, if that makes sense to people listening. For example, if you own a gym or even a hair salon or a barbershop, it can be intimidating to walk in for the first time. So if you yeah. can give a potential customer or client a little bit of a feel or what to expect, it might make that a little easier for them to walk through the door. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. It goes back to the no like and trust. I mean, it's, it's definitely something where, you know, even in your website too, you can have, you know, social proof, you can have reviews, you can have, I mean, you can have anything you want. And that's the beauty of the website is because not only are you allowing yourself to do all the things, have a blog, do all those things in one place to keep somebody on your website, to get to know you, get to like you, get to trust you. Um, but again, you get to kind of utilize it as, like you said, the icebreaker, the introduction, you know, mm -hmm. it does all those things for sure. Very cool. and, and, and we could talk about that forever. I mean, we could talk about the user experience, the user interface. We could talk about all of those things and why particular things, uh, particular pieces of content or things or where they're at on a website. And maybe we'll do that in another episode, but like to get started, I'd say build a website. It doesn't even matter if it's just a one page here I am, here's who I am. Here's what I offer. It's there. It's helping. Believe me, it's helping. Cool. So build a website. So the next, <laughs> um, <laughs> the next piece of this puzzle we have here is content marketing. So content marketing, we touched on social a little bit, um, but this could be, blogging, social media, um, what else would be an example of content marketing and why should we care? Yeah, well, you know, content marketing is very important uh, in a couple of ways. Now, when we think about kind of like content and putting yourself out there, or putting your business or your company out there, we're kind of, again, we're, we're looking at the no like, and trust, but we're, we're, we're looking at it in a different eye as being an authority. Okay. So when you start speaking on different topics or content, you are trying to be an authority in something. Cause that's the only reason why you're putting out there. You're never really putting out content to say, well, I kind of know, or I really suck at this, but pay attention to me. You're, you're putting it out there to be an authority. You're putting it out there to say, Hey, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. Read this and 
do something with it, whether that be implement it in your own business or call me to give me your business or something. Um, there's a reason for it. And so content marketing oftentimes, it's used in several ways, but one of them is, again, that authority building, that trust building, that putting it out there to let people know who you are and they need to listen to you because uh, blogs are kind of like a snowball. I mean, they're out there and they're out there forever. I mean, uh, unless it's like uh, something topical that, uh, you know, maybe speaks upon a trend or something, generally they are there, you know, forever and, and, and something that people can use, you know, or it could be evergreen content that you, maybe you come back every year and you update, you know, with the current trend or something like that. So blogging, I, I kind of look at that way, uh, the opportunity for authority, the opportunity opportunity again for people to know, like, and trust you. Now, the second reason is because now you have an opportunity again for search engine optimization. Now you're looking at topics, you're putting in keywords, you're getting out there to have Google or search engines index that blog post. And now when somebody asks the question, maybe your blog post will show up. And now when somebody's asking a question and now they're going to your blog post and they're reading through your blog post again, they say, wow, these people know what they're talking about. Or, wow, I, I want to hire these people. I want to call these people. Uh, it's an opportunity, again, to get out there for to help with SEO. Cool. For yeah. sure. And, that, and, and, and that becomes a resource for people they might get used to and look forward to, you know, checking out your blog every month, every week, however often you do it. And then those yeah. are, I mean, somebody, I, I actually have a story. I was talking to a guy that owns a gym in Canada. And he put out a weekly blog and somebody called one day and said, I've been reading your blog for 10 years. I'm ready to Whoa. sign up. I'm ready to sign up at your gym. And I just thought that was insane. But I mean, uh, hopefully people don't take 10 years to sign up for your business, but, <laughs> but who knows? Well, that's the beauty of it. And, and, you know, putting blog posts out there, and the same with social media posts, you know, the, the only difference is kind of we talked about before I me, mean, social media is use it, uh, use it wisely, use it to your advantage. Uh, but with blog posts, it's typically more long form content, you know, really diving into things. Um, and the same with like video too. I mean, when you have a YouTube channel, great. Uh, maybe even take the opportunity to embed that video on your website. You know, again, getting traffic back to your website, it helps not only with SEO, but some of the other things we talked about too. And that's kind of building that trust, you know, and, and different things when people can come to your site and they can explore it and learn all about you and see all the things that you're doing. Like you mentioned 10 years, he was reading a blog post. Yeah, it took a long time, but that guy was dedicated. He loved your oh, yeah. content, you know, um, and that's oftentimes what we find. And it, it's, that's why I say it snowballs because it's not something you just push out and it, it's like, okay, like a newsletter necessarily, like the newsletter you're getting in front of people, but it's usually just buried, you know, somebody reads it or they don't read it, they open it or they don't open it. It just gets buried in their email. You know, chances are they go search. I mean, those are for great reasons and we'll talk about that next, but it's not like a blog post where it's out there in the world, it's indexed and now people are finding it. Um, when they have that question, they're searching that question, they're finding your blog post. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would highly suggest either you blog or you hire someone that blogs um, for you. 
Um, whether it could even be 500 to 1,000 words to start. I mean, you can get into some serious blog posts where, you know, they could be, they could be huge evergreen content. Uh, but, but, you know, some of the smaller blog posting on a, uh, every two weeks or a monthly basis can certainly help. Cool. I think that's a perfect segue into the next piece, which was uh, email marketing. So email marketing is, is I feel like an exciting thing because you, you had mentioned before with social media, that could go away. Like social media, yeah. like Instagram, for example, somebody potentially could buy that and just close it and it's just gone. Or, <laughs> or we've, I, I don't think that's likely, but what yeah, we've had happen is we lost our business page on Facebook. It was just gone. It got you lost it all. It got reported accidentally. I'm I'm assuming for some violation, and we got an email about. I want to say it was like hate speech or something oh, that clearly was nothing that we you know posted, yeah. but it was just gone. So that's where I think email marketing now because that email's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny part about email is that it's kind of like a lot of other topics that we talk about and there's so many misconceptions around it or it doesn't work anymore or, or the things like, you know, it's kind of like cold calling. I mean, how many spam phone calls do you get every day? Well, you know why they're doing that? Because it still works. Um, and email marketing still works too. Uh, in email marketing, I like to think of in a couple of different uh, sections. Well, first of all, I want to say that in email marketing, like Todd, like you said, I mean, you own the list. You know, it's not going anywhere. The only reason why it might go somewhere is if somebody changed their email address and you lost that email um, or if um, like your tech guy lost the list or deleted it or something. But uh, but other than that, if you own that list and so you should always take advantage of building that list. So whether you have new customers coming on board, get their email address, you have leads coming in, get their email address, even if they don't result in being a customer, have their email you could stay in front of them and oftentimes you can stay in front of them for free. And so the way I like to think about email is in two different <clears throat> kind of two different avenues. I like an email, email campaign for my current customer, my current clients. So that's kind of like the, the staying engaged, letting them know what we're up to, letting them know kind of what's going on and not necessarily in the business, but maybe even in the marketing world saying, Hey, this is just an example, but hey, there's a Google change coming up. We want to let you know that we know about it and that we're making the changes. It's kind of that engaging, building, keeping that trust, you know, building, uh, going with them. Um, and it's also a great opportunity to kind of uh, announce new things. Like, for instance, we could announce the podcast, you know, or we could announce that we have a YouTube channel or announce opportunities or different, maybe you might have a special even that you can announce only to your current clients. Um, so that's that. Uh, and, and, and you're kind of in that you're always thinking about nurturing and, and kind of like keeping your customer, your customer, um, uh, especially in this highly competitive world. So you, you want to do it in a way that um, is adding value, you know, and, and you're adding more value than you're asking, really. Uh, and that's kind of like any marketing. You're you're generally adding more value. I think um, Gary Vaynerchuk, what his book was like, jab, 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 uppercut, or something like that. Left hook, right hook, something like that. And he, his whole thing was, hey, give, 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 and then ask. Um, and so that's kind of how I like to look at email marketing, too, is you should be 
not just sending out an email saying, Hey, call us today, you know, right. So provide some, provide some (laughs) value. Yeah. 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 So the other side of email marketing too, is like the people who are not your customers. So you might have a newsletter sign up on your, uh, on your website, or you might have a newsletter sign up, maybe link to your social media profile, which you should, you should have all these things because the, the nice part about that is you're collecting data, you're collecting people for virtually free to be able to market to for virtually free. Uh, you might have some time, you might have some very minimal expenses tied to it, but it's not like something where you're paying, you know, $25 for a lead or $15 for a click or whatever it is. Uh, you know, you're, you're putting some time into something to basically put yourself out in front of these in the inbox of people. I mean, in, directly in front of them. Um, and so I always encourage people to have those uh, avenues. So whether it be a lead that came in, they didn't turn into a customer or someone who signed up for your newsletter, stay in front of them. It's kind of the same thing. The no like trust, you know, build that into it. Keep giving, keep educating, keep helping and understanding what's happening in your business, what's happening in, in the industry. Maybe there's trends, maybe the hair, the hair industry, maybe there's trends happening and you keep them in the loop, you know, so you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, and maybe you're asking, you know, Hey, come on in, you know, maybe come on in for a free consultation, come on in for a free color consultation, whatever it might be, get them in the door. Now that they, they've experienced you now that they might know, like, and trust you, get him in the door to kind of take that next step, you know, to maybe even make that commitment to get their, uh, to get their debit card out to pay for your service, you know? So those, the email marketing, and it's easy to start. I mean, MailChimp, obviously everyone's probably heard of MailChimp. It's probably one of the easiest things to set up and get going. You create two lists, you know, one for your current clients, one for your non, your non clients, uh, and you market to them. Uh, you send out an email, whether it's every week, every two weeks. The only thing I would say is if you're going to be, uh, you're going to go down this avenue as you stay consistent with it. Um, and you don't be spammy. Now, spammy means like, don't just send out an email like we just discussed saying, hey, we have a special or, hey, I'm desperate. Call me or I'm desperate. We need your business because that's the last thing people want is to feel like you're desperate and you aren't doing too well. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) All right. So that was great. I feel like we broke that stuff down really well for people. And I know people because I was there are going to feel completely overwhelmed. So like where Chris should someone start? What should they focus on? What, what might be a good first step if they're like, okay, I'm ready to do this, but I don't know. And they sort of get that, you know, uh, paralysis by analysis. And yeah, yeah. You, you know, that's a, a long answer, but I would say this, that, you know, I, I've always been in the mindset of, if you don't know where to start, just start, you know, um, because you just don't know, like you don't, you know, like, you know, all the people and I, I, I'm included like, man, what if, what could have, what, you don't want to be in that position, you know, right. just start. So even if it's something simple, like, Hey, I'm going to have an Instagram page and I'm going to put myself out there uh, or a Facebook page and Hey, I'm going to get myself out there. Or, or uh, you, I, you know, I encourage everyone to have a website and whether that's just something as simple as a one page here I am, I'm open for business um, Squarespace or Wix or something like that. Um, Get yourself out there, put it out there. Um, you, if you have some thoughts, 
better yet, uh, even start a blog post or uh, I would I would say that if you're going to do that, have it on your website because then you would own that content uh, as opposed to like just putting some thoughts out in Facebook, which is good too. Um, but, you know, having that in, in a blog definitely is uh, better for you in the long run. Uh, so those are some of the simple things I would say is just start. Don't, don't make this hyper complex and like, you know, you need to understand all the jargon and all the things. Just get out there and get started. Now, the next step is either educate, um, educate yourself. I think in anything that you do, whether you're going to do it or not is very important because if you're not going to do it, at least you understand at some level of what it is that needs to be done. And, you know, and maybe some of the progressions in that, I mean, you don't have to know all the, you know, very detailed things of it, but I would say educate yourself at least to understanding some of those things. Uh, that way it helps you also too to make decisions for your business. Uh, but then, you know, hire a professional, I'd say. Someone who can actually, uh, you know, sit down with you and put a plan together, a strategy together of what things look like, uh, you know, what they're going to do for you, how they're going to track uh, results, all of those different things over the, over the course of three, five, six months, a year, whatever that might be. Um, and, you know, it's not a fit for you right now, even in terms of budget wise or whatever that might be. At least you have an understanding of like, I can start here. I can kind of educate myself through, you know, these first three or four months or five or six months. And then I could, you know, hire someone to kind of take me to that next level. I think those are great places to be and a great place to start. Awesome. That's a perfect segue, actually. So the next question I had here is if somebody is bootstrapping, what would you say the best bang for the buck would be? And I know a lot of these, we, the, a lot of these options or, or pillars to digital marketing yeah. start out as free. Like, so social media, blogging, all that stuff can, can be free. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of that too. And like bootstrapping is something I've always done. Um, <clears throat> you know, even in, just my businesses alone. It's, it's just always kind of been a part of how I do things. And, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One is because it keeps costs down um, while I'm maybe even figuring things out. Right. I mean, there's always an aspect of every business or everything that you do where you're kind of like you're all in, but you're trying to kind of figure out maybe your persona or your tone or where you might want to take some things. And so it kind of gives you that opportunity before it's like, yeah, I just invested $500,000 and I have no clue, you know, and now you're like, like you're in, 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 in. Um, <laughs> oh, you're in. <laughs> yeah, you're in, you know. Um, and, and while that's not a bad thing, I mean, there's obviously, uh, you know, times when you want to be all in uh, on things. Uh, but in instances like this, I would say that, um, you know, bootstrapping sometimes could be very important uh again for educating and learning and understanding kind of where you're at getting your voice getting you know wrapping things around that to take it to the next step to hire someone so you mentioned blog posting video so youtube instagram's huge you know TikTok. it depends on where your audience is you got to figure that out and then go in on those and those are all free they just take time uh, and oftentimes when you're first starting a business or you're kind of like, you've got a business, but it's, you know, not, you know, so huge where 
you don't have any time. Uh, you've got time to do these things. And in fact, if you don't have time to do, you know, get new business, then what do you have time to do? Uh, that's kind of what the only right. thing you're doing. So, you know, creating a blog post, uh, you know, biweekly, building an email list, uh, blogging on social media, posting on social media. Uh, video is going to be a big part, especially if you want people to kind of see you and know you. Uh, if you're single uh, owner operator, um, that's going to be key because people want to actually see who, who they're working with, who they're dealing with. So those are a lot of the things that I would get in um, and like bootstrap, like even if you just have like, let's just say you want to put like 50 bucks a month at something, um, you know, for hosting or, uh, or maybe you want to buy a, a microphone or something like that. Like those are ways you could bootstrap to kind of get in and, and get some of this stuff done. And it's all for something. It will actually help you uh, and increase your engagement and probably get you some new, new customers. Very cool. So let's shift into somebody wants to hire. They have the budget they want someone to take care of their digital marketing. And I think you mentioned this in the first episode, but what should people look for in a company? Um, or what should they be aware of? Yeah. Without, yeah. without getting crazy, I know we're not going to like call anyone out or anything, but I know I've worked with people in the past that I just felt like they didn't know or they were sort of, um, and it could have been just the personalities didn't click, but... Yeah, I always felt like I was sort of pushed to the back burner and I never got right. answers. Yeah. Well, that happens a lot. Um, it happens a lot in this space too. And it really depends on who you're dealing with and what kind of agency it is. I mean, you know, the, and I said this in the last episode, but <clears throat> kind of digital marketing space took off, uh, you know, several years ago. And so you could be working with anything from, you know, a kid in his basement or his bedroom to a 500, a thousand person digital marketing agency. And while there's nothing wrong with any of those things, um, it's important to really understand who you're working with. And more importantly, I think if you're going to take anything away from what I'm saying right here is does the person or the agency that you want to hire know and understand your industry? Okay. So, the reason why that's so important is because you have, they have to be able to understand what your customers are looking for, what your potential clients are looking for, how they're looking for you, how to speak to them, how to engage with them, how to attract them, how to get them to buy your product or service. And if they don't know your industry, then they're not going to know how to do those things because it's not just a, you know, a set it and forget it or, Hey, because I, know how to sell something. I know how to sell, you know, everything else. In some cases that might work, but not always. And the most important thing is, you know, for whoever you're going to hire, they know and understand your industry. They might not be able to, you know, know every single detail of how to do all the things in your industry, but they know your industry and what it's about and how to market that industry. So I would say, look for results, past results, look for, look in their portfolio to see what they've done. So if they're building a website, have they done other websites in your industry? If they've done digital marketing campaigns like SEO or PPC, have they done other ones? And what have those look like? You know, can they speak upon the results? Like, can they say, Hey, this is what we've done in the past. This is what, how much it's going to cost. This is how like the results that you can expect. A lot of times when those 
answers start coming out and those questions start coming up, uh, you can get a good sense like, okay, have they really done this? Are they a good fit for me? Those types of things. Now, you know, because of the industry, you know, there's a lot of fly by night folks. There's a lot of like, you know, the tarnished industry, you know, especially SEO, uh, where it can get pretty crazy, pretty quick. So I think I would stay in the same kind of light on that. If you're going to hire an SEO industry, make sure, or SEO company, make sure they know your, your industry, your business, you know, make sure that they uh, have some kind of like KPIs or some kind of reporting of which you can look at or get, uh, make sure that they are accessible. So uh, when I say accessible, I mean like make sure these people, um, you know, you could email them at the very least, uh, but hopefully you can even call them, you know, um, don't expect like real time uh, communication all the time because you might be dealing with, you know, a company and, you know, not, you're not always going to like be able to call the the CEO to, to speak with them, but right. <laughs> like understand, you know, that they have some kind of avenue to communicate. And that's the big part too, because, you know, it, <clears throat> the digital marketing really is two way street. I mean, um, you know, it, it's a big part on the agency or the person doing it, but it's also a big part on the business, you know, and it's gotta be a reciprocating part. It's gotta be a partnership, you know? And so there's gotta be communication. There's gotta be updates and Hey, here's what we've been doing. And here's what we did this month in regards to, uh, digital marketing. But like what's changed in the business? Are there new specials? Are there new opportunities? Are there new hourly changes? Are there new staff? I mean, all the things, it has to be a two-way street there. So I would say that, um, first of all, make sure uh, the agency or who you're hiring understands your industry. Secondly, make sure they have results in that industry. Third, make sure they know how to communicate and there's a plan for communication and a plan for results. Cool. So I, I think I want to add one thing and you had brought up metrics. I think as a business owner, it's so important to identify the metrics that you want to see and how you're going to understand them. Yeah. And like for me, I look at like overall trends and then just compare, you know, year to year, month to month, week to week. You can do it day yeah, to day, yeah. but you'll drive yourself insane. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, if I want to see a certain metric and I'm trying to hire somebody and they don't offer that, that might be a good point to move on and find somebody that does. Otherwise, some of this, the data that you get, you won't be able to interpret. Absolutely. That's uh, one of the biggest things that I've seen too in the industry. And, you know, it, <laughs> it's kind of a mixed bag for me because while we've been, our agencies uh, especially have been so wrapped up in kind of like the lead generation world, you know, and so a lot of what we do is lead gen. I mean, we get your phones to ring, you know, we get people to put in free quote requests. We do those things. And historically, you know, we've tried to educate on the metrics and the stats and what you're looking at inside of uh, the analytics reports and the things. And typically people just don't care about those things. They care about how many calls did I get? How many did I convert? Uh, what's that looking like? How's it trending? How's it compared to last month? Like you said, or last year. Um, and those things are important, but I'd also say, uh, that, you know, understanding kind of some, uh, you don't have to understand like every single aspect and every single metric of reports, but understand kind of like where your business sits, uh, even compared to competition or what you're 
what keywords you're showing up for or ranking for. Those are very important too because a lot of that kind of data helps you to move to the next step. Like maybe you want to focus on something else. Like like uh, like Peter Drucker said, what do you say? You can't manage what you don't know or, or you can't manage what you don't something you you can't manage what you don't know i think it was and uh, and that's exactly the point is like you can't make other decisions if you don't have data to make those decisions from so it's very important to kind of at least know some of the things that you're looking at in those analytics to be able to move forward with gotcha very cool wrap it yeah. up yeah yeah right on yeah so yeah so i would say an end by saying you know if you, if you or someone, you know, needs help or just, you know, even a, a simple audit, if you have a website and you're like, Oh, geez, is this thing working or what's going on? Or is there opportunity? I hate to say there's things wrong with the website. I like to kind of look more at the opportunity because there's always opportunity for any website, whether it's slow to load or it needs more content or maybe the titles or meta tags or something, or maybe it just needs more backlinks or something. There's always opportunity to, help with your website or help with your digital marketing. So if you or someone you know uh, is in that position, I encourage you all to go to pingpongdm.com and just fill out our form there. I will happily give you a call uh, and we can work through some of that, even walk through just a simple audit uh, to see kind of where you're you're at, uh, even show you where you're at um, in regards to some of your competition. I uh, highly encourage you to do that, uh, even give you some next steps or some tips and tricks if you want to take it yourself and kind of implement some of those things. But Ping Pong DM, digital marketing or design and marketing, pingpongdm.com is where you want to go. Just fill out a form there uh, and I'll, I'll reach out to you. Awesome. Sounds good. Anybody listening? Definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Look forward to the next episode and helping you get to your uh, goals. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. <laughs>